0: Brian has had a really good week. He's using the tools that he and I have worked on, and they're working for him. In the last week, he did have one episode of eating at night, but was able to get through pretty much the entire week eating well and taking good care of his mental state. We'll talk through what happened that one particular night things didn't go well, and I hope some of my tips can help him continue to get better and better at navigating distress without turning to food he feels like he's ready to add on something else in addition to what he's doing to not binge. So today you'll hear us decide together what he should work on. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach Mary Claire Brescia. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. It hasn't been an easy week on a couple of fronts. I've been sick for a week. Like when we talked last Friday, I was getting sick.
0: Yeah.
1: I stayed home from my son's game. I felt that bad. And they had a killer game. They they won a a, a game that this other team was super dirty and had done a bunch of recruiting and cheating and nasty, yeah. like tried to recruit our players off of our oh, team wow. at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. So it was, an, I, I hated missing that. But yeah, by Saturday, like I, it, I just kept getting sicker and sicker. Like I just could not. It, it, did you today, take a COVID like, test? I did and did not have COVID.
0: Oh, good. Okay, good.
1: Crazy. I know. Yeah. On your advice, I probably wouldn't have done that. I was, But I was like, I just need to know. So I went and took, got my own. And I was very meticulous with what it said. And yeah, not not a, not a hint of it. But Swab
0: the back of your brain.
1: Oh, man. I got further than it told me to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing right. you know. And you have to swirl it. You know, the home test, you're 15 seconds of circles. That's a lot. In... Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely all week long like this. I couldn't sleep with that CPAP at all. So I was like. I snore real bad and like would have problems. So I just, I like pulled out the old air mattress. I've been on that in the living room for a week just so, oh, just to be able to sleep on my stomach and taking mucinex, taking all So I've just felt real super shitty hmm. all week. But having said that, I couldn't taste my food a lot of the time. Like I didn't. So it was really, I didn't always make my tracker because I wound up still busy, still doing some things. I, I tried to take the early days off and then I wound up, I skipped the first night of a seminar. And then the second day was all similar. So I went to that one and yeah, pretty much just kind of ate what was in front of me. It's not always been super healthy stuff, but it's been pretty much in the green zone, maybe in some cases over. Right. Yeah, but it hasn't been bad workout wise. I I couldn't get one in yesterday, planning to get one in today, got one in the day before yesterday. So it's kind of been.
0: Yeah, I saw know, the treadmill session pop up.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I got that and sweat a lot, just like that weird sweat you get when you're kind of sick. So but I did what you said to. I got to 30 minutes and felt exhausted. Like so I just stopped. I'm I just stopped. cooled I'm down. Sure. Yeah, I didn't push to 40, 45. I just kind yeah. of out after smart that. Smart
0: move. Yeah. 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 It's not worth it to get 10 minutes of extra exercise and then be sick for another week.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And just completely shot down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that part, it's it's been good. I got some some really interesting stuff on the career front that's been encouraging too. Yeah, what's going
0: on? What's going on?
1: So basically this kind of network, like I've changed so much in sort of my philosophy and all that, that I'm kind of a man without a tribe now. Like I just have friends that are where I am, but all that that I came out of, I don't have anymore. So this buddy of mine has been trying to get me kind of aligned with this new group that's way more, Mission oriented and open minded and doesn't hang up on stupid stuff. So I met a bunch of those folks and a lot of them are church planters. So it really gave me clarity like we're in our old building still and we keep, you know, we keep getting the date of our build pushed back. So it's like, we're still in this gigantic old broken building and we're waiting to build the new one. And this guy that I talked to, he was like, who's over the entire arm of church planting. He said, man, if I was working with you from day one, on day two, after you sold and bought property, I would have told you, you need to move out of that building, go get an interim location and keep building your church. It's like, you can't be a little pregnant. (laughs) you you either you either are or you ain't
0: yeah it's
1: like now we're still stuck in the old mode while we're trying to talk about the new mode so it gave me clarity like it's time to move out of there it's time to move on and get into a school or something then do this next thing so that's been a big kind of psychological weight because i just have felt stuck a lot
0: has the build begun on the new building or no
1: no because oh, yeah. that's the thing. It went from four and a half to 7 million. So we're having to go back and phase it. Right.
0: So I think you said, still let's just build what we can for 4.1 or
1: 4.2. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a process for having to go back and whittle down to and turn it into phases. And then we have to go back to the permitting process because it'll be different than what we originally had permitted with the city. So there's at least, I mean, if we're breaking ground in March, I'll be very happy about that. So the thing this guy said is he said, but here's the deal, man. He said, a lot of people, they sit where they're at and they're all excited about their new building. And then they go into their new building and none of those neighbors know you. None of those people know you. And people aren't like, oh, a new building. I'm going to like, that doesn't buy you much. So he was like, start doing the people stuff now in your new neighborhood. And then the building's just, you know, it's literally kind of just a container, you know? So that was a nice sort of, okay, that's exciting to actually not just sit and have to like, you know, watching that, that kettle try to boil, (laughs) like, when is, when can we build this thing? When can we break ground? When can we, but to get our mind off of that onto what, what actually matters is the people stuff anyway. It's always been that, but
0: yeah. So yeah. what are the people things that you're going to do in the new town?
1: Well, one of them, we're actually in a series right now of just this idea that you have, I think we talked about it, I think last time you have eight to 15 people that are your people. They're on the, they have a front row seat to your life. You didn't yeah. put them there, that they're there. And that's, that's your biggest impact. You can make the most difference in their lives. So if, if all of us were focused on blessing and praying for and helping and being there for our people, that's a game changer. I mean, it's exponential, you know? So that's one thing is kind of getting into that mindset, which we're doing right now. But a lot of it is frankly starting to to have a presence down there in serving nonprofits and helping schools that are underprivileged with backpacks and having block parties and stuff where we're just okay. meeting those people. Yeah it's starting to you know we have people that live down there so starting to utilize their homes maybe starting some studies and stuff where we can just yeah. have people come in and actually get to know them and do life with them cool. so yeah but i'm gonna have a coach to kind of help me along the way if i if i get with this because that part of it i've kind of always been with established churches you know where it was like here's the people you have you you weren't going into a brand new pioneer thing
0: yeah they're already set up yeah
1: so it's a little different animal, and I'm, it's going to be nice to have somebody help me with that.
0: Cool. It sounds like no, nothing, anything that felt like a binge.
1: Honestly, I had one, yeah, one time. I took a nap in the afternoon because I felt so shitty. And then I got ready for bed, and I had to have a big money talk because things are tight. And she, of course, that's devastating to her. Like any talk about the money, that's her sore spot. So she got like real kind of solemn and hostile, you know, and I was sitting over and I was like, okay, I'm just going to give her some space. This isn't against me. It's not personal. Yeah. But the giving her space was even like, well, you just ignored me all night. You know, it's one of those. So it went to bed with like that sort of tense feeling. And then I just laid there and couldn't sleep. So, yeah. And it was like an anger eat. (laughs) It was like literally like I got up and I'm like looking around for stuff. And it was this is a bad like throwback to my daughter had like fast food in a bag. Her leftovers in the trash. And I like grabbed that out and cleaned that out, cleaned up what she left. So that's as close to a binge. It was definitely it like three in the morning and like eating all of that and a few other things. So yeah, that was, I I would call that a binge. Yeah.
0: Okay. What was the anger about or at?
1: Probably triplicate. It was because I've actually was aware of asking that question. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think it was, I'm still sick and it's a damn week later and I can't feel better and I can't sleep in my own bed. I'm sleeping on a mattress And the money's not great. And she feels bad. And it makes me feel like, you know, it makes me feel that's a stupid statement. I felt that maybe I'm not a good enough provider that, you know, we're not, don't have all that we need. And it's, so it was all of that. And then it was this uncertainty again, in the background of we're just sitting still my whole organization and don't know what to do or where to turn. So it was the night before, it was the night before I actually met with all these guys and I had an answer. (laughs) So, you know, there's another reminder, like, just chill out. Me and her were great the next day. We were both tired. You know, we got to work a budget like every other human being. I mean, you know, there's a few who don't, but 99.9% of us do. You know I'm gonna get well eventually like it yeah It the laying there staring at the ceiling like it was just multiple things
0: and, uh, yeah I totally know what you mean like emotions can be so enhanced at night is, oh. where it's like something that earlier was like oh it's a bummer and the night is like why <laughs>
1: <I'm> <laughs> you. yeah it's weird it's, it's like I guess you're t- you're extra tired one way or another because it's night and you talk about that whole idea of you can't run at night. You can't run wow. at night. Whatever yeah. it is is bubbling up on you. And where are you going to go? It's two in the morning. You're going to lay there. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's tough.
0: So some of the things that I think could be helpful for this sort of thing is like, if we can recognize I'm in one of those moments that the way things feel right now might not be accurate. It's sort of like recognizing that could be the alcohol making me think that it's like recognizing that your perception is not super accurate at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to be like, I'm tired. I'm over emotional. This feels like the end of the world right now, but it's not going to feel that way tomorrow
1: exactly
0: can be super helpful with getting things a lot of women have to learn that with pms Mm. like i feel like this is super big emergency have to do something right now 48 hours from now i'm going to feel like it wasn't that big of a deal
1: exactly
0: you sort of have to have that foresight and for a lot of people the middle of the night is sort of the same thing it's like
1: yeah
0: i'm super emotional this has happened before i've gone through it and you have to sort of like retroactively think about all the times I've had this doom sensation. And it wasn't banned. It wasn't doom. Yeah. It was yeah. just a really, really strong feeling.
1: Well, these tools we've been working on are increasingly present like every day, all day. Like the whole thing of not writing stories about what they think and why they said that, but dealing with that quickly that and the whole idea of not getting the bow strung too tight and doing the morning stuff that makes such a difference like honestly I think the night one snuck up on me frankly because it's going better it's really I mean almost to the point like I want to have the conversation I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself but I'm like I'm like already wanting to broach with you okay so when do we
0: into way feel,
1: yeah yeah i feel I like here's the thing when you asked me like about the binge and i didn't even think about that like we well, yeah, i was two nights ago so do you really think you're ready to start doing that i mean i'm still not at a hundred percent but it's more different than it's been since we visited you know what i'm yeah. saying like even if i'm not there yet i know it's getting there yeah right? and part yeah. of the impetus yeah
0: and again we're going to start doing things like one at a time yeah so yeah. it's going to be small stuff like setting a goal of getting this many workouts in a week i'm trying to do yeah. it Or like we talked about, like getting your fruits and veggies in. It's going to be small stuff like that. It's not going to be like, all right, here's where we cut your food in half and take 15 Mm -hmm. pills a day and (laughs) nothing crazy coming.
1: Gotcha. 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 Yeah.
0: So I'm glad. I'm super, super glad. It seems like, I think a lot of this process is like, it takes a while because it's like getting to know somebody really well. And that person's us. Yeah, it's like yeah. getting to know when you have a relationship with somebody, and it's like the first—I don't know—few years. You don't know yeah. all their shit. You don't know all of their annoying habits, the things they're yeah. bad at that they keep well hidden. Yep, all those things, and it takes time to see those, accept those, be able to work with those. Yeah, and that's how it is with ourselves. Wow! We wow! No, like okay, so this person I'm in my relationship, Georgie's really emotional at night so every now and then she's gonna get super teary and worked up about something and think the world's ending and might not even have a rational pseudo-rational reason for it but the middle <laughs> of the night she's hyper-emotional now i know that about her and i can deal with that when i am her and be like oh all right so let's just do what we can to get through this we're not going to call email do anything take any drugs eat any food we're gonna kill some time listen to a book if i can't sleep listen to a podcast god meditation because tomorrow this is going to seem 95 percent solved by the passage of time mm-hmm. and then yeah. there's a problem solving to do i'll do it then and you're learning like oh this is how brian strings the bow too tight yeah Like, see him do Almost like you can watch yourself on a video camera. Like, there he goes. Look at him rushing from thing to thing and not pausing to take a breath.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And and be like, hey, bro, we've been through Mm this. (laughs) Slow down a notch.
1: And a lot of that is how you Miyagi'd me last time. You know what I mean by Miyagi'd? (laughs) Right? You wax on waxed off me last time. And uh, <laughs> that sounds weird. You know what I mean? So, but th- this idea that if you treat yourself with the same empathy and understanding and patience, you do everybody else in the world, you can study yourself like that. Like that's new to me because it was always, if somebody else had those patterns, you were like, well, yeah, they're a human being. And if you had those patterns, it was like, I suck. You know? It's because I'm a terrible person. Part- like, no, yeah. Yeah. You don't even care to get to know yourself because you're too busy abusing yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even even that is like kind of on the other edge of, no man, I'm that front row analogy. Like I'm on my front row. I'm sitting there. I'm going to take a look at me too. and, and, and.
0: Yeah. When I think about, you know, a lot of the stuff I've read about values and integrity and doing the things that really match our values. And one of the things I read that was really like sort of hit me and stuck with me was that what you do when you're alone can be some of the biggest indicators to you of your integrity. Like, cause you don't Mm. do it because people are watching you like do you put the grocery cart back when it's the middle of the night in an empty parking lot or do you leave it there because nobody's freaking looking right so i feel like the way that we withhold or use kindness with ourselves is the epitome of the thing that nobody else is necessarily witnessing Mm. like are you kind to yourself when nobody else is looking yeah yeah that's like really really where it's at
1: (laughs) yeah that's great i love that yeah definitely and the pattern thing's exactly right. Like to know that's changing. I can really tell the getting outside myself. Well, even today, I'm excited about launching this church thing for the first time in a while. I'm like, oh, okay, man, this would be. I love to like sharpen the knives up here and get to work. Yeah. On this, instead of be paralyzed, you know. But I, I told myself this morning, I'm like, I can easily slide back into pulling the bow too tight. Because I'm excited about it and it can feed into that obsessive thing. So I'm like, yeah, don't do that. Like, take a minute, watch this thing and chill out. And yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And life is a series of course corrections. Yeah. We're working, correcting. Underworking, Mm -hmm. correcting. Yeah. Yeah. Underdressing, correcting. (laughs) Overdressing, (laughs) correcting. Sort of how it goes. But we get to make those corrections before we're like hypothermic in the snow. Metaphor. Mm. you know it's like you just you get to make those corrections before the binge sets in before yeah. the huge blow-up sets in yeah. For yeah all that stuff because we're like oh both a little too tight as opposed to like mm. the strings are snapping
1: right right but you don't beat yourself up because you put it on in the first place it's just like oh i feel this i'm not gonna hang on to it yeah. and make it yeah.
0: And we all do these things not like on purpose. Nobody's like, I really want to stress myself out till I malfunction. Like that'll be an right. awesome way to spend the day. It's because yeah. we, we just make errors in the pursuit of trying to make a difference in the world and trying to do our best and trying to, you know, be good boys and girls and do the right thing. Sometimes we just make errors and, you know, hurt ourselves or mislead ourselves in the process. So yeah, yeah. Yourself up, dust yourself off, you know, try and set off in the, the right direction again. That's good. Cool, cool. Cool. Let's say I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you would do well or want to be in one of these accountability groups that we have. Ooh. So, do you have Facebook Messenger? Yes. Okay. So the idea here would be that instead of using EverFit, you would log onto Facebook Messenger and you'd have a small group of other people working on similar goals. And everybody checks in every day, whether they did their stuff or not. Yeah. And the goal is for everybody to check in every day and do their stuff as much of the time as possible.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: And I think there's an added element where it's nice to be connecting with other people instead of Mm. just this like app where you're doing it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Does that seem like something see to give a try? Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't need to take a lot of time. I know everybody's busy and nobody's like, yes, I want to spend lots of time doing this, but like literally you show up like, hey, did my stuff today, check, check, check. You know, have to be super time consuming. Um, nice. And nice. not everything has to be every day. So you could be like, I want to get on the treadmill three times a week. So we can set it up for whatever you want to do and you can also use it for work things if you want it's not only for health and fitness things we have people that are artists in there and they're like i want to make sure i work on this project every weekend or
1: yeah i I would love that i would love that yeah i'll just need to get the you know the way to do it and i'm down i love i I like the idea of having somebody because honestly i do better with workouts or whatever when i'm with somebody It's, it's always gone better you know
0: yeah yeah okay cool I have one other person, one other client who's on the EverFit app. And I think I'm going to put you both in the accountability groups because I think it's just working better for people. Cool. So I think that will work. So let's talk about what specifically you want to be accountable to doing. You can't have too many. Okay. I know that your morning Bible time, candle time, like that's a really important part of your day. So I would say that's probably a good one to have in there.
1: Yeah, probably is.
0: What else do you feel like are important
1: I think that, I've been calling that, yeah, candle time or abiding time or whatever. That would be, that's perfect because that encapsulates a couple of things. I think one would be, I'd like to do three cardios a week and two weights a week. Now, maybe too much, but that would be a goal.
0: Okay. We can always aim lower to start, which is sometimes nice to get that feeling of success. Like maybe Mm -hmm. we're just going to say like two cardio and one weights or any type of movement three times a week.
1: Love that. Yeah, to get started. That's great. I can always raise it, right?
0: Yeah. Any movement three times a week. I'm always talking people down. I'm like, let's aim low and hit it.
1: Rather yeah. Than
0: high and feeling like we're missing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then let's say a food thing.
1: I think there's a couple. I think there's probably three I can think of immediately. One is eating at my regular intervals. That's one, one that's important, obviously. One is having a fruit or a vegetable at all of them is mm-hmm. important. I think the other one is the green zone thing, which okay. when I'm conscious of that, that's very helpful, but I've been unconscious of it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not, and the truth is I'm finding if I'm out to eat, I love leftovers. Like what, you know, stopping has a, a built-in incentive. Yeah. You know,
0: let's go green zone.
1: Love that. I love that because that's been off my radar and I, I would like it back on.
0: And we know that that's going to be a needle mover.
1: Absolutely. Like Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It works yeah
1: it does that one and work and working out a few times those two are needle movers
0: they yeah don't. yeah we don't have to get into like all right you gotta weigh your oatmeal like yeah yeah a little bit of healthy habits okay cool so i will take care of getting you set up in a group today with a couple with a few other people
1: that'll be great
0: cool and that's been like really, really going well. We've started it like a couple weeks ago and I read the groups every day and I keep track of who's Mm -hmm. doing what. And people say, I would not have found the wherewithal to do that extra 1000 steps today. If I didn't know, I was going to tell all of you that I did it or didn't. Love that. People are really honest. Like somebody's goal is to like drink three drinks a week or less. And she's like, I missed it. I had four and a half this week and other people talk about it with her. And it's like, there's no shame. There's no judgment. Everybody's just like, Let's talk about what's difficult and what works and look for patterns and help each other out. And it's just going super well, like surprisingly. So good, I love it. Yeah, I told you, this is like Roland's brainchild that he's wanted to make happen for a long time. Every day you have two goals. Do your tasks, which we just talked about, and show up for your group. That's a huge thing. And so even if you do none of the things, no abiding time, no movement, no green zones, show up and say hi to your partners and tell them how you did. Yeah. So at the end of the month, we total like out of the percentage of days, what percentage did you show up and out of the percentage of tasks, what was your percentage there? And we add those up and those are your discount on the following month. So it works Another. out mm-hmm. that if you're 100%, you don't end up paying for the next month. The benefit, the value is the other people in your group. So it's like yeah. by showing up for the other people in your group and them showing up for you, there's this great like exchange of value taking place so that you don't have to pay a coach to be there all the time.
1: Wow. I just think that whole idea could be applied in a thousand different directions. You know what I mean? Like that's great. Yeah. I'd be very excited to do that actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's going to be really cool for people that are in like recovery spaces in terms of like addiction to be able to check in every day and be like another day I stayed clean. Another day I stayed clean.
1: You should give me the people who listen to our podcasts that are just like,
0: Oh, there's that guy. He's so fucked up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i've heard about i've heard 17 podcasts with him i I honestly don't think you can function in a healthy way alone because you have to have other people as a mirror for you when we try to be our own we we just suck at that everybody does i'm just having to come to grips with my assessor of other people's view and opinion is broken it's busted beyond repair yeah but it's, it's very freeing for me to finally realize that Like, cause I, I don't feel like I'm an idiot. I feel like I'm fairly intuitive and fairly emotionally intuitive, but on that one, i am just, I'm like handicapped. I really am. I literally will read into, well, they did that because of this and they thought this and it's just always wrong. (laughs) Like 99% of the time it's wrong.
0: Whoever makes smoke detectors, it's not an accident that the thing goes off when you burn a piece of toast. Like it's got a very high false positive rating because it's so sensitive because the potential of a false negative of it not going off when your kitchen is actually on fire is catastrophic. So you set that thing to be super freaking sensitive. So your toast sets it off. And we evolved similarly so that we are like very clued in. and individuals vary, of course, We are very clued in to what's dangerous socially because we don't want to be expelled from the group. We don't want to be ostracized. We don't want to be deemed not worthy. We don't want to be rejected. So some of us have very sensitive smoke detectors. And so somebody like breathes funny and we're like, they're rejecting me, they hate me.
1: (laughs) That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My smoke detector is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or like the car alarm yeah. that goes off when you like bump the door and you're like, whoa, sorry, sorry.
1: Is that in the family of hypervigilance?
0: hmm That's yeah.
1: interesting. Wow. Yet another analogy from Georgie that I'm going to keep in use.
0: Yes. <laughs> I
1: love that. That's a, that's a good one. A really good one. Yeah. Because so we've all yeah. known that like, you like exhale too hard and your smoke alarm's like, Meh! like, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. So it's like that middle of the night alarm going off that's like, Doom, death yeah you're like, oh, oh, this is probably a false alarm reality is probably less dramatic
1: that's... but it's like that thing came out of the manufacturer and i guess the manufacturer is some kind of childhood trauma right like that's that's why you're like that
0: that's how it got programmed yeah, yeah. if you experience conditional acceptance yeah. and love then you're like i gotta <laughs> perform every day of my yeah. life otherwise yeah. that's dangerous Cause I'm going to be rejected. So we're learning that we got some sensitive alarms, but yeah, I mean, you're doing a great job. You're sort of like recalibrating and recalibrating and recalibrating. And I know that yeah. one time at three in the morning, like, okay, one got by you, but yeah, I know yeah. that a lot of times during the week where you're like, you rose above.
1: A bunch of times and I'm grateful. I'm noticing them. Yeah. So it's yeah.
0: Yeah. And give yourself credit and like pats on the back. Cause that friendship that you have with yourself is yeah. like, dude, you saved me from a lot of like stomach ache and misery yeah and exactly. extra worse emotions like by bailing me out and calming me down and stopping me and slowing me down and like thanks man you're welcome <laughs> thank me i'm welcome
1: <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah exactly like you're good enough you're smart enough doggone like it, you people like you <laughs> you know what Stuart Smalley was on to something
0: he was, was something. <laughs> <laughs> cool well i'm glad we got to catch up today
1: me too thank gonna... you very much
0: Take care. Bye-bye. All right.
1: See you. Bye.
0: When Brian was describing that 3 a.m. intense anger and frustration and looking for food, I'm not sure you caught this, but he said that he even asked himself what this anger was all about. I was so happy to hear that. It's a big sign of progress. He says that all day, every day, he's aware of what stories he's telling himself now. He's not stringing that bow too tight. He's gotten to know himself in the sense that what trips him up. So he's familiar with those thoughts that feed his distress and panic. And most recently, he's also learning how nasty he can be to himself at times. He knows his smoke alarm is super sensitive when it comes to being disrespected. And it'll pick up on things that might not even be there. The synthesis of all of this self-knowledge is the ability to work with himself, to be his own teammate to anticipate his stumbles, and offer himself the right kind of support at the right time. The journey to get healthier and happier inevitably involves, for everybody, uncovering a lot of these tends-to's. My clients are continually uncovering things like, oh, turns out I am quite a perfectionist, or I tend to be mean to myself, or I'm uncomfortable asking people for things or I tend to get bent out of shape by one particular annoyance in life, like having to wait for someone. Or people realize they tend to jump to worst-case scenarios and catastrophize situations. And uncovering all of these facets of ourselves can feel like, God, I'm just one ball of dysfunction and weakness. But I promise you, that's not the whole picture. I mean, yes, you and I and everybody else has plenty of dysfunction and weakness and strength and beauty, ability, and resilience. When we're brave enough to really get to know ourselves, we can see and accept where we have had a role in creating or continuing our troubles. And then we can use our kindness and patience to give ourselves support and make choices that better lead us toward the places we want to go. I encourage you, don't turn away from that awareness, turn toward it. If you could use some companionship and support on this journey out of binge eating, let me and the caring staff that work with me help you. Drop a line to georgiefear at gmail.com if you want to ask me any questions, or swing by confidenteaters.com to learn more about what we can do.